Hello, Resurrection Presbyterian Church family and anyone who may be joining with us. I'm Jer Bryant. I am the pastor. And the more conversations I have with people during this time, the more that I realize what's happening is impacting everyone. And while the impact has looked different for each person, the common theme has been one of difficulty, the sense that this is hard. And there's a a tendency that is common, especially among Christians, that says, I'm not supposed to struggle. And if I am struggling, then it means that there is something wrong with me. And I feel this even as a pastor, you know, maybe if I were more spiritual, that this wouldn't be so hard. And that's got me thinking about these words that Paul wrote long ago, and they are from a letter that he wrote to a group of churches in Corinth. And this letter is actually his most personal letter. So many of us, when we think about Paul, we think about someone who has it all together and whose faith is like this rock that can't be shaken. But here in this letter and in these words specifically, Paul opens up about some of the hardships that he faced and how they were so difficult that he was ready to give up. And I find comfort in that because there are days when I am ready to give up. And I imagine that you have some of those days as well, especially in times like these. And so I want to read these words. And and there is a lot that is happening in this passage. So try to follow along. And it it may even be good to put me on pause so that you can reread this passage together slowly. And as, you, as you're reading it, I want you to, to be asking this question, how, how do we see God at work in the midst of real weakness? And so here, starting in verse 3, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it's for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our suffering, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters. In other words, we want you to know about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened so that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope, that he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, Then many will give thanks on behalf for the gracious favor granted us in prayer by the prayers of many. Now, as I said earlier, there's so much good stuff here and so many things we will not be able to touch on, but there are a couple of observations that I hope will be helpful for us. And the first is this, 
in life, you will be stretched beyond your ability or resources. So think about what we've seen happening in some of the hospitals in New York City. So New York City is being hit by the coronavirus harder than anywhere else. And what they're seeing is they don't have the resources they need to face this. They need more beds than they have. They need more doctors and nurses than they have. They need more masks and protective gear than they have. They need more ventilators than they have. They don't have what it takes to face the difficulty that they are in. And now listen to what Paul says in in verse 8. He says, we don't want you to be uninformed or we want you to know about the troubles that we experienced in Asia. We were under this great pressure. It was far beyond our ability to endure, so much so that we despaired of life and felt like we had the sentence of death on us. What Paul is saying is we faced such a hard time that we did not think that we could get through it. It was so bad that we thought it was the end. And this was not because Paul had weak faith or because he was doing something wrong. It's part of living in a fallen world with sickness and death and sin. And so for you during this time, where are you being stretched? Where do you feel like you simply do not have what it takes to face the pressure that you are in? Where, where are your difficulties far beyond your ability right now to endure? In life, here it is, you will be stretched beyond your ability or resources. We're not supposed to be surprised by that, but it is a part of life and part of the life of faith. And this brings us to our second observation, and that's this. To face these difficulties, you and I will have to look for resources and strength outside of ourselves. So go back to the hospitals in New York City. So what we're seeing is they don't have enough to meet the daily needs that they face, but that doesn't mean that they are just giving up. What we're seeing is they are asking and pleading in desperate ways for help from the outside. So other hospitals in the state, other states in our country, our federal government, even nations outside of our own, in their time of need, and their lack of resources, they are looking desperately outside of themselves for help and for resources. Now listen to what Paul does in verse 10 and how he makes sense of what's happening. He says, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Now notice the movement that's happening. These difficulties Paul says, are moving us away from relying simply on ourselves and our own resources and abilities and strength to what? To relying on God. Now, while looking for outside help is far from ideal for New York City hospitals, it is ideal for us. This is the life of faith. This is what we were designed for. We were created as humans to be dependent, to find our life and strength and hope in God himself, outside of ourselves, and in the one who made us and who loves us and who sustains us. But the problem 
that has sent humanity on the wrong path is that we are constantly looking for what we need in all sorts of other places besides God. And so the pattern that we see throughout Scripture again and again, and in our passage this morning, and in our own lives right now, is that in times of difficulty, when things are being taken away, things that we often realize that we rely on, they aren't giving us what we need, and and there is a movement in our own lives from relying on those things and trusting in them and setting our hope in them to setting our hope once again on God and finding our comfort, finding our strength, finding our life in Him. So here's what we've seen so far. In life, you will be stretched beyond your ability or your resources. That's a part of life, even the life of faith. To face these difficulties, you will have to look for resources and strength outside of yourself. And this brings us to our final point. The help and comfort that we receive from God, we are meant to share with others. The help and the comfort that we receive from God, we are meant to share with others. So go back to the beginning in verse 3. And Paul says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's worship here, even in the midst of extreme hardship. He says, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort. This is, this is who he is, not distant, not disinterested, but the source of all of our comfort. And we read on, he comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. It's interesting, when you look at the English word comfort, it really combines two Latin words, uh, come, which means and or with, and then forte, which means strength. And this is a good picture of what's happening here. God is coming alongside, not just with pity, but with strength. So this coming week, we are going to celebrate Good Friday. And when you consider the cross and our Savior dying there in all of its rawness, what it's communicating is this is how deep our need was. And this is our God coming alongside of us, and not just with pity, but with power. That in the midst of Jesus' weakness, that is the power of God to deliver us from our sin, from death, from Satan. That is God's power at work in the midst of of our own weaknesses. And it brings us, hopefully, to what Paul says in this passage, on him we have set our hope. So in this present circumstance, as we are seeing all things that we typically rely on being taken away or more fragile than ever, this upcoming week is an opportunity even for us to reorient our hope and our reliance on the one who loved us and the one who gave himself for us. And it leads us to both worship, praising God for what he has done, and also to share this comfort with others. We are not meant to be reservoirs, reservoirs of grace where we just collect it and We enjoy it and we always keep it to ourselves and we save it. But we are meant to be channels of grace where it flows abundantly to us and it flows through us to others, always giving of it away. 
And so to wrap it all up, in, in this life, you will be stretched. And in this time, you will be stretched beyond your ability or your resources. To face these difficulties, you will have to look for resources and strength outside of yourself. And th- this is good. And finally, the help and comfort that we receive from God, especially through Jesus' death and resurrection, we are meant to share with others. Grace and peace to you all and much love.